This Week in Hearthstone is a fan-made news podcast created by Ryan Kubo. All articles are publicly available news articles, and all news articles are credited in the podcast audio as well as in the show notes. No profit is made off of this show and was purely created to give personal opinions and insight into the game of Hearthstone. What's up, guys? How's it going? Ryan here, back with you again with another episode of This Week in Hearthstone. This is episode number 18 for uh, the week of Thursday, February 28th, 2019. Welcome, guys. Hope all is well. Uh, we have actually kind of a long-ish um, episode to go through. We have a lot of stuff that we need to break down. Obviously, there is a main article that we're going to be talking about uh, at the tail end of the stream and at the tail end of this uh, recording. But uh, yeah. Uh, first and foremost, though, as always, guys, if you don't know already, we do stream and record this podcast live over at twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo. That's twitch.tv slash R-Y-A-N-K-U-B-O. If you ever want to come by and check it out, we do multiple other podcasts on that channel as well, as well as other various gaming streams also. So come check that out if you are ever interested in uh, what I am doing. Um, secondly, as always, we are on Spotify and iTunes on audio versions of the podcast. You can go check out those links all in the description uh, in your show notes as well. Anyway, guys, we're just going to jump right into it. So starting off this week, we have the two articles that we go over every week, which is your Brawl of Champions and your Vicious Syndicate report for the week. So Brawl of Champions Grand Finals is this week. This is the last one of the three-week part series. If you guys didn't hear about this, uh, essentially what this is, is it is a brawl. <laughs> but uh, it has been a three-part brawl where basically if you are uh, able to play tavern brawls, you have a, neck, a secondary quest that comes that's like... Um, that comes available where you just play three uh, brawls against either friends or against opponents. doesn't matter if you win or lose and you will get a Rostacons rumble card pack. Obviously the brawl is themed around Rostacons rumble and you still get a classic pack for winning your first game of the week. So keep that in mind that you get um, two packs. Technically, this is the last one of this three parter after this week. Who knows what the brawls are going to be like? We don't really have any news on that front. So keep that in mind. This one, it pretty much works the same way as the last two weeks. You choose a class. Uh, this picks your Rumble Champion. Your Rumble Champion has a, a shrine, just like a Rumble run, and your deck is pre-constructed for your champion. So keep that in mind. There's nine different uh, Rumble classes. It's pretty much the same thing that we've had all three weeks um, as well. Uh, I've been really uh, uh, liking Warlock this week. His shrine is basically whenever your hero takes damage on your turn, the enemy hero takes it instead. Really like that shrine. Played it at BlizzCon when I went there and when I played against someone and it was super fun to play against uh, and uh, play with at the same time. So overall, pretty fun, pretty fun uh, little brawl. I will say my experience over the last three weeks, it's been decent. It's been okay. Um, all three, uh, it's been nice to get three additional packs for a total of six packs if you count your three classic and your three Rostacons Rumble. Overall, though, I am kind of disappointed with the whole theme of the Tavern Brawl. I was hoping that, um, you know, after the first week, because essentially all three weeks has been the same thing. You choose a you choose a class, it corresponds to a champion, and then um, 
you get a pre-constructed deck, and then you fight against your opponent. Uh, it's been like that the last three weeks. So for me, after probably, you know, this week, really, which actually this week has been probably the most I've played so far, uh, I'm kind of over this type of style of brawl, and I'm kind of glad to see the brawls evolve and change into what they will hopefully be in the future. So uh, get in there, get that additional Rostacons Rumble pack before this ends so you can just score your last pack. Uh, next up, we have the Vicious Syndicate report for number 123. Um, if you guys don't know, Vicious Syndicate report is a website that works in conjunction with HearthstoneReplay.net, which also gives just the data of everyone's Hearthstone deck trackers and bots and uploads all their information. So we've had 4,200 active contributors in this one. Overall, there's been 45,000 games recorded. They do not record anything below rank 14 as well. So we had about 7,000 legend players, 18,000 rank 1 to 4, ranks 5 to 9. We have 14,000 in ranks 10 to 14. We have about 4,000 games played. Um, overall, unfortunately, nothing is really changed that much. Um, Togwaggle Druid has risen further in play, as well as an Elemental Shaman has given life to Shaman, but overall, Elemental Shaman is pretty weak. Their top three classes are decks, I should say, because it's all from one class, are still even Paladin on Paladin and Secret Paladin, really contending and fighting it out for the board, with even Paladin rising about 1%. Um, during this weekly change overall unfortunately um, there was nothing really different that has changed from these classes or whatever and we're probably going to be stuck with these classes for at least a month so unfortunately um, check it out like i said not much different unfortunately um, really the only thing that's come back into surgeons is togwaggle druid recently so if you wanted to check that out and play some more togwaggle you can do so as well uh, next up, the HT, HCT Champion, Winter Championship Survival Guide is going on right now. It's from February 28th to March 3rd with the prize pool $250,000 in a seat at the World Championship. That is this April. Um, it is best of five conquests with each player banning one of the opponent's four decks, four groups of four. Uh, top two from each group go to playoffs, top eight elimination pools so first day was today we've had some really good and strong contenders or whatever it's been very very interesting considering the fact that multiple people in this tournament have already qualified for world championships and so um, it's cool to see some players come back and definitely redo everything again uh, keep in mind this is streaming pretty early about 9 a.m uh, every day and going till about 6 p.m um, there is a website where you can check out the deck lists as well. And so, yeah, actually, they're actually the games are starting way, um, not way earlier, but it, uh, every day is starting around 8.30 a.m. At least that's West Coast time uh, where I currently am. Um, so far, we've seen some strong contenders. Uh, it will be interesting to see what ends up happening after this, because um, as you guys know, which we talked about in the last uh, couple podcasts ago, <laughs> we um, were discussing the new uh, competitive format that is in Hearthstone and also just how more of the tournaments are going to go to online qualifiers and there's going to be less of these like tour stops as well as uh, just like yeah a lot of things are going to transition to online uh, my biggest concern was like what's going to happen to the casters and stuff like that 
But yeah, kind of weird to see the old format happening. Hopefully we'll see um, some cooler uh, decks and stuff like that coming out of this. But uh, so far, it looks like a lot of people brought uh, mid-range Hunter to this party, as well as even Warlock as well. A lot of aggressive lineups happening as well. Um, we will see what ends up happening. It looks kind of unfortunate because it does seem that we will not have any type of meta shakeup before the next expansion, but one can hope for that as well. One of the things that we definitely need to also discuss and to talk about as well is that the World Championship will be happening at the uh, end of April, and I'm not really sure what that means for us casual players or just players that aren't really uh, competitive players because uh, does that mean we're not going to see an expansion until then, which uh, that really sucks if that is the case anyway guys go check it out february 28th to march 3rd i believe you can still i'm not 100 percent sure might be too late by the time this podcast is live but uh if you guys did you could vote on a player and see how well they did and uh, grab some packs and stuff like that as well i believe uh, i'm already guaranteed at least like two packs <laughs> which is pretty cool um but yeah good luck to everyone who voted and uh hopefully you guys get some pretty sweet packs so I know that this podcast is fairly short. We didn't have that much information coming out this week, but we did have a big major article that came out this week. And this is kind of the main topic of this podcast and why we, we are recording it today. But um, the year of the dragon has been announced. So I'm not going to assume that everyone plays Hearthstone religiously. I'm not going to assume that everyone is a veteran. So we're going to go through this one at a time and talk to everything about uh, about this. I would clearly recommend going into your show notes and checking out the YouTube video or at least Googling or uh, YouTubing Hearthstone, Hearthside chat. Welcome to the Year of the Dragon. So let me take a sip of water and uh, let's start talking about what this all means. So, if you guys didn't know, we are currently in a standard rotation, right? Standard rotation is where you can only use uh, so many cards in Hearthstone, and then there's another for format called um, Wild. And in Wild, you can um, only use certain cards as well. Let me pull up right now also just the website. So currently, we have Journey to Angoro, Knights of the Frozen Throne, Kobolds and Catacombs, The Witchwood, The Boomsday Project, and Rastakhan's Rumble, which you can currently play in the standard format. Uh, eventually, though, certain decks or certain expansions will rotate out to the Wild format. The Wild format is a format where you can use any card from the very beginning of Hearthstone five years ago, and it's pretty chaotic, and the power levels are pretty nutty as well. But in uh, there will be an expansion <laughs> announced hopefully pretty soon, probably within April, that will show off the new Hearthstone cards. And with that, there is a new standard year. So when a new standard year starts, three expansions will go away and they will be the oldest ones. Those ones going away are this time are Journey to Angoro, Knights of the Frozen Throne, and Cobalts and Catacombs. So what you will have is a smaller card pool, but also the Witchwood, Boomsday Project, Rostcon's Rumble, and then whatever expansion they announce. So for this standard year, they're calling it the Year of the Dragon. So we're transitioning out of the Raven and back to the Year of the Dragon. So um, let's kind of just break down all of this stuff. Keep in mind, there is a lot of uh, quality of life changes and other changes that they have announced and stuff like that. Um, the reason being is that they make a lot of big announcements or game-changing type of things 
within uh, Hearthstone around this time of the year to try to attract new players out. So these are probably some of the biggest changes we'll have in terms of things beyond just like nerfing cards or just adding cards to the game. So there is a bunch of cards coming out for the Hall of Fame. If you guys didn't know what the Hall of Fame is, the Hall of Fame is where they will rotate cards out of the classic set, but this time there's cards that aren't in the classic set, but they will rotate cards that they feel are problematic, either out early from their cycle, or uh, classic cards that they just don't want to see around in the game. When they rotate out, the way it works is they just go to wild, so you can still play with those cards and interact with those cards in wild if you do choose to. Um, keep in mind as well that while uh, before we really get into the cards and what they're all about is that um, there is a dust refund given to each and every card that you currently own uh, without having to actually dust it and it's a full dust refund. So, for example, um, you know, if a card is moved to the Hall of Fame and let's say it was worth 1600 dust, you do not need to disenchant the card. You will automatically get 1600 dust once the year of the dragon rotation ends up happening. You automatically get 1600 dust. At that point, you can actually disenchant your card and get 1600 dust as well if you don't plan to play it in wild. So you get double dust. One of the recommendations that a lot of people have is that if you have the spare dust, make a golden version. What ends up happening is you can actually um, craft a golden version. When the Hall of Fame rotation happens, you will get 3600 dust and then you'll also be able to disenchant that golden version and get an additional 1600 dust. Or, 3600 tests, sorry, because you will get, you know, refund for everything. So keep that in mind. You will gain some stuff back. That's usually what I do. I spent a ton of dust on these cards, made them all golden. When the rotation happens, I'll get all my dust back, and then I will be able to disenchant them all for even more dust, <laughs> which is pretty cool to see as well. So keep that in mind. I got to spend money to make money, I guess, or spend dust to make dust in this point. So the first two cards that they announced that we're going to rotate out were Baku and Gen Greymane. This is actually huge in the first time that we've ever seen a rotation this early. Like I mentioned earlier, one of the things is that cards do rotate out, but this is the earliest these cards are rotated out. They rotate out sets that are two years old, but in this case, Baku and Greymane were actually supposed to stay in standard for another year. And there's been a lot of complaints about how powerful just odd and even decks are, and they're actually rotating them out one year early now. So Baku and Greymane will be out, which means no more even decks, no more odd decks. Uh, along with their rotation, you're also looking at Gloomstag, uh, Black Cat, Glitter Moth, and Merc Spark Eel also rotating out because they were even an odd cost. Uh, you know, they had effects or like if you had an odd cost card, draw a card. If you if your deck has only even cards, um, you know, deal to damage, they will also be rotating out as well, which is uh, pretty incredible to see. And uh, I think this in itself will get a lot of people back to playing Hearthstone. And uh, this is definitely one of the things that I was worried about in the meta. The wild meta is going to be pretty cr like, eh, we'll see what happens. But uh, they are rotating them out of standard, so you will no longer be able to play them. Uh, next up, though, they did Hall of Fame three other cards. Um, and those cards are pretty random, in my opinion. I can kind of see why they're rotating them out, but at the same time, not really. Uh, it must be because of future expansions or just future things that they're eventually going to get rid of within Hearthstone or come out within Hearthstone that will probably make these cards problematic because I don't see them being cards that are like, oh, these should really be left out right now. But those are naturalized. That is a druid common spell, one mana, and it says destroy a minion. Your opponent draws two cards. I think they were trying to get rid of this because of OT 
K decks like Mechathune Druid and stuff like that. Uh, that would be my guess. This card was never really problematic until really this year. So it's kind of interesting, but I think they said that they wanted to create more uh, ways to clear opponents' uh, minions and stuff like that without always having to rely on Naturalize. Um, the next card is a Warlock card. It is Doomguard, which has been a classic card for so long. It's a 5-mana, five 5-7 five, rare with the um, with the card text that reads Charge, Battle Cry, Discard 2 random cards, and it's also in the Demon tribe. Uh, this card has been around forever, since the inception of Hearthstone, obviously. Uh, it was very popular in a lot of Warlock decks back in the day. I chose to go Murloc Warlock, though, when I first started playing, but that's just me. But um, yeah, Blizzard hates charge. We already know that. A lot of the nerfs in the earlier part of Hearthstone's life was just nerfs to charge. And I think we will see more rush minions happening as well and uh, coming out with that type of stuff as well. So I'm not too surprised. We also have, um, even though cube is rotating out, but you know, cards like the cube where you could you know eat this and then spit it back out and get two of them and just do burst damage and stuff, I think caused a lot of annoyance and stuff like that. And so this is one of the things that... Um, you know, I guess they just didn't want around anymore. I can kind of see, I can't real to be honest, I can't really see that well why they would get rid of this card, Only, uh, but only if it has charge. I'm really surprised that it's specifically Warlock, which probably means that there's something coming down the pipeline that makes this card problematic. I'm really surprised that they didn't target, say, Leroy Jenkins, which is a neutral 5-mana 6-2. Uh, yes, it has a downside, but still, I'm very surprised that a neutral like that with charge is not going away, or Hall of Famed at least. Uh, lastly, we have another Paladin card. It seems like Paladin's just been getting, you know, knocked down a peg every single time, and it still is able to survive. But it is a three-mana rare called Divine Favor with the card text that reads, draw cards until you have as many in in hand as your opponent. I think that this is just out there just to kill Paladin a little bit more and make it so that it has less card draw so it's not able to replenish its hand as fast. And so, yeah, those are the cards that um, you uh, will be going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, that is a ton of cards, nine cards in total. Remember, if you craft these cards now, you will get your dust refund once the year of the dragon begins and you will keep the cards at that point you can dust them if you guys have the dust i would highly recommend like i said earlier create all golden versions of these cards wait until you get your refund uh from the year of the dragon uh and then on that same day you can disenchant all the golden versions and still have the pleb versions or whatever or if you want to keep the golden ones sure why not but uh, either way, that's probably the best way to get as much dust as you can. And it's usually how I sit on a ton of dust. I was currently sitting on about 25,000 dust, and now I'm about 8K dust, which is still incredible. So got to spend money uh, to earn money, or spend dust to earn dust. So this is kind of the major thing that came out. The next type of stuff is still major in its own right, depending on what you'd like to see. So the next thing is something interesting that... Um, I've really enjoyed we'll have to see how it works in practice but they're making a smarter deck builder into the game uh if you don't know what deck what that means by deck builder that is the thing where if you don't have enough cards in your deck the game will like auto fill the deck or <laughs> you can uh, say i don't have this card can i replace it with this and back uh currently what the ai does is it just like goes oh you need this type of card and just kind of chooses something randomly from what they're saying though they will make it so that um it will look at your collection and see what cards you have and then choose cards based off of win rate and also what kind of archetypes there are so it's literally just net decking they say that if you have a partially completed deck it will add cards to your deck that have high win rates of uh high win rates when you 
win rates you've already cho of your already chosen cards, right? So it will say, oh, you don't have this? Well, let's see. The data shows that in this deck, this is the second best card to get, and you have this card, so we will put it in or whatever. But they claim that everything is based on real internal Hearthstone data and win rates. Um, not sure how they're actually doing this or whatever, but apparently they're somehow doing this, and so it will be interesting to see if this actually works well like i said it's too early to tell we'll have to see what ends up happening and uh how this actually is and i'm sure that we will go over it in this podcast etc when uh, we find out what the actual news and information on this is um next up they kind of like this is kind of like um we should go with by the the actual blog post but um let me take a drink of water first sorry i'm a little overwhelmed a lot of hearthstone news Next up, this is kind of um, the part of the Year of the Dragon I do and don't like, and I have very mixed feelings about this, more leaning towards the negative side, but they are evolving the single-player experience. The first part of this sounds really interesting and really cool, but the last part just kind of has a sour taste in my mouth. But um, they said they're taking a new approach to solo content this year, and it's going to be bigger, deeper, and much more ambitious than, you, than anything they've already done. They said that... Uh, they have the feedback on their dungeon rail style missions have been positive so you'll be pleased to know that we're using that as a framework for what's coming this year expecting more robust level of customization including the ability to unlock multiple starting decks in hero classes hero powers per class in a non-combat tavern encounter where you'll have the opportunity to fine-tune your deck they said the first solo adventure of the year the dragon launches about a month after the first expansion of the year kicking off with a free chapter that's the key word there is free uh, you'll get to master the new system and mechanics so another thing that they said about this is that um, the Year of the Dragon, the single player solo content will all somehow be linked together. So instead of it just kind of being these random just like solo contents that are a little bit slightly different each and every time, they don't really have an internal connection. Apparently this year, just in general, in the Year of the Dragon, all three expansions are somehow going to be linked to some type of lore, whether that be like internally you know, in WoW, we've already seen that, or like a totally new Hearthstoneified type of lore, as well as the single player content will somehow flesh that out. Now, this is the problem that I have. Basically, that um, each single player content will have five chapters, with the first chapter being free. But if you want to access the next four chapters, they're going to cost 700 gold each, or you can purchase the entire experience for 20 bucks. So, solo content is no longer free anymore. It is going to be pay to play, unfortunately. They say that each additional chapter comes with all new, two all-new characters to play, each with three hero powers and four starting decks to unlock, usable against dozens of new bosses across multiple game modes. After completing each chapter, you'll earn three card packs from the expansion, and for completing all five, you'll get a card back and a golden classic pack. So apparently you will get about 15 packs or so, as well as a golden classic pack, 16 packs plus a card back for spending 20 bucks. Um... This might be one of those things where people don't really care. I've heard arguments on both sides of the field. And, um, you know, the first argument is, um, you know, the positive or the, yeah, I'm going to spend 20 bucks anyway. Some people really like the single player solo content in Hearthstone. They are willing to pay 20 bucks for it and they are okay with that. Now, um, they also say that justifiably about 20 bucks will get you about 15 packs anyway, but you're getting, um, you know, a little bit more stuff. You're getting a card pack. 
the a golden card pack as well as a card back that is unique to the game. So some people are okay with this, some people are less than thrilled. The other side that's negative about this says that they wanted the solo content for free, and the reason why is because two years ago when they announced that solo content would be free, they announced it for a reason. They claimed that um, back then that Hearthstone said that the solo content would be free to kind of supplement the fact that players couldn't get things for free anymore and that the adventure and solo content used to be that behind a paywall. There's no more adventure modes anymore, and so now they're just going to give it out for free. Um, the thing with me, I played Hearthstone a very long time ever since basically alpha slash beta <clears throat> is um, I don't think that for me personally... I will be buying these single-player expansions unless they're gifted to me or unless the solo content is really, really, really good and I feel like I am missing out. The issue for me is I'm not a big solo content person. The only solo content that I've ever beaten has been um, the Frozen Throne where you were able to unlock Prince Arthas, which I thought was pretty cool. Other than that, I've... Ne oh, and Boomsday Project, I guess. I did that one. That was really fun. Other than that, though, I don't really like the whole arena run... Rastakhan's Rumble type of mechanic in uh, single player games uh, like Hearthstone I don't really care for it if I'm going to play a game that is like that I'm going to play something like Slay the Spire or something else I just don't think that it's going to be able to justify 20 bucks to purchase this now when I used to play in uh, card sets were out like League of Explorers or Curse of Naxxramas, or Black Rock Mountain. Those were justifiable at 20 bucks because everyone got the same field of cards. It was about 45 cards. With this, I'm just paying for additional 15 packs and a longer grind to probably get those, right? If these were offering like maybe actual cards from the set, I actually probably would get it. And I think that would be really, really cool for, uh, for some people. And uh, I think it's a missed opportunity here. It would be really cool if, say... Um, you have your card packs you can buy all those but then also if you buy these 20 if you buy this for 20 bucks you're guaranteed 45 cards maybe five legendaries everyone gets the same ones just like how they did the old adventures for now though this seems like a worse deal to me i don't think i'll be buying them maybe i'll buy the first one if i think it's really cool but overall i think this is the biggest disappointment i understand that hearthstone has been trying to find more ways to monetize i just don't think that this is the right way but uh that's just me um, we'll see how the solo content is. I just don't really see it doing that well. But I'm sure that it will do well. Next up, they have a new way to experience the arena. The arena is another format that is ends up being a thing that exists or whatever in this game. Uh, some people forget about that, and some people don't remember that the arena is in this game. But yeah, the arena is in this game, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, they are changing the way that Hearthstone Arena works. Uh, in the Year of the Dragon, they'll be updating the drafting pool with rotating out new card sets and adding new ones twice every expansion to keep things fresh. Um, so that's pretty cool. Basically what that means is that Arena, in a way, is going to be worked on and things are going to be rotated in and out of the card expansion set to be able to, um, like, really change the way that Arena, like, works and stuff like that, which is, like... Uh, which I enjoy a lot. So, for example, the following sets will be in the first drafting pool of the year of the dragon, which will be basic, classic, Curse of Naxxramas, Whispers of the Old Gods, Mean Streets of Gadgetsand, The Witchwood, and whatever first expansion of the year is. Um, I think that's really cool. There's going to be a bunch of cards. It's going to shake up the arena meta when the new expansion comes out. 
um, the second expansion of the Year of the Dragon, they will switch up these pools. So it'll always be different. It will always feel fresh, at least in Arena, and the drafting will be really different. I like this type of system. I really enjoy it. Arena is really cool um, in that type of regard. I am disappointed, though, that one of the things that I've been petitioning for in Hearthstone is some type of phantom type of draft. And though Artifact was a big failure, I really, really enjoyed um, the phantom draft, or at least the concept of the idea. If you guys don't know, a phantom draft is basically where you can play limited mode, but for free with no rewards. I'm not surprised that Hearthstone hasn't come out with this yet, but I wish that they would in a way. So what that would mean is that you could basically play Arena for free, but you wouldn't get any rewards for winning this mode, right? It would be kind of like casual in a standard or ranked system. You can play, you can win, but you don't technically get any rewards. You don't get like a star or a rank up, right? Same thing would happen in a phantom draft. It would be an arena mode where you play and you don't get any of the arena rewards if you concede your quest. Now, unfortunately, <laughs> that mode is not in here. I really like arena. The thing is, I suck at it. And uh, I'm not willing to pay the 150 gold entry to get in because I'm usually saving that for packs. I'm also not willing to pay the $1.99 <laughs> to just get in Go 0 and 3 or 1 and 3. I learned kind of, yeah, but I spent two bucks for that and I just don't think that's worth it. So I'm happy for this change in arena. Unfortunately for me, I don't know how often I would actually dabble in this. I think the last time I dabbled in arena hardcore was a time when um, they had an event where they gave away arena tickets for something. It was like every week you got a free arena ticket and that was pretty cool. Uh, the only recommendation I can do with this or say about this to get better at Arena would be, I guess, to um, play on an alt account where you only spend money on Arena, and that is it, right? Because if you do your dailies on that account, you can uh, get some easy things in here. Um, another thing that is kind of weird that it's not really mentioned, it's not mentioned in the same lumped area, but uh, they have also updated Arena to allow it so that uh, arena wins now count towards your your golden heroes so if you guys didn't know if you get 500 wins with any class it becomes a golden hero these wins will now be applied in arena as well because there are a bunch of players who play just arena and not standard mode they finally have the technology of unlocking that unfortunately though from what i've heard from other streamers and stuff like that this is not going to be retroactive so if you have um you know a thousand wins or something like that in arena on warrior and you know this for a fact unfortunately when this update pushes out you will not be given a golden warrior unfortunately but uh you'll get there eventually i guess and it's just good that they'll be able to do this i don't think they were ever tracking this type of stuff unfortunately is the thing as well but uh hopefully it's something that they maybe can sort out maybe in the future as well as uh, maybe I am wrong. They uh, talked about Fireside Gatherings and they kind of mentioned that uh, Fireside Gatherings will all have pre-releases. You guys have seen some of my YouTube videos and stuff like that where I unboxed, unboxed my pre-order packs early and some people were wondering how, that, how did you do that? How was that possible? That was from Arena, or sorry, from Fireside Gatherings pre-release things where there was pre-release tournaments where you were able to unlock this type of stuff like super, super early. So uh, yeah, there will be pre-releases and all this other stuff or whatever that will be happening with Firesides. 
Um, they said also that they want to they want to listen to more player feedback and do more AMAs, UNAs, and stuff like that as well. They say this every year. Let's hope that they commit to it. They have been doing really well this year, though, in just nerfs and communicating, so I'm hoping that everything will go well. Um, they, I don't know who asked for this, but they said that if you've always com struggled to complete specific quests that come with in-game events, you'll be pleased to know that all these quests can now be re-rolled. These are the gold, the quests with the golden borders. You're able to re-roll them. Obviously, you will not get that quest, but you'll get an ordinary quest. Not sure why these are in there. I feel like this is for the people who just don't care to do them, and they end up staying there forever. Um, and then kind of lastly, the last thing that they, mm, second to last thing, I guess they, they added, they finally added a random card back option in Hearthstone. There's a card back that is next to the classic card back called the random card back. When you choose this and favorite it or add it to a deck, a random card back will be selected each and every time you go to battle with your friends. This seems pretty cool. Might use this a little bit more now. One of the things for me was that I never changed my card back because I had like 50 plus of them. <laughs> and so it was just kind of annoying to like, oh, what card back should I use for this deck? I don't really care. So random will be nice. It'll be utilized a lot. And uh, yeah, you even have a chance of pulling this card back that I'm showing on screen right now, if uh, you are lucky enough. Uh, lastly, they did announce that they are doing a event that will start on March 25th and end at midnight of April 2nd called the Mammoth Sunset. It's a final bid farewell to uh, the sets rotating out of standard. Um, they said that it will reward you with one pack each from the journey to Angoro, Knights of the Frozen Throne, and Kobolds and Catacombs. Uh, during this time, you'll also be able to bid the year goodbye in a new Tavern Brawl, Brawl Block, Year of the Mammoth. The constructed Brawl will only allow cards from Journey to Angoro, Knights of the Frozen Throne, and Kobolds and Catacombs, and reward you the usual classic pack for your first win. So one of the things is we don't really know when the Hearthstone World Championship is going to happen. I heard it's at the end of... or it kind of teased that it's going to be in April. So we don't really know when the Year of the Dragon is actually happening. Some people are predicting April 4th, but the World Championship isn't happening now for a while. Uh, hopefully it ends up happening a little bit sooner than that. But uh, we're stuck with this meta for a little bit longer. So keep this in mind. Um, this is not out yet. Uh, we will be talking on the podcast when it does officially come out. This is what is kind of the announcement before the announcement to get people hyped back up. We're at least looking at probably an April 2nd date or further to the year of the dragon coming out. We have not heard anything about the new expansion yet as well. And keep in mind also that the year of the dragon usually comes first or the rotation sets come out first. And then the expansion drops maybe two weeks after that. But we still haven't heard any news about the new expansion in Hearthstone. So once we get news about that, we will know as well. So unfortunately, these changes are not out. They are coming. No new expansion announced, so we're still stuck with the same meta uh, that we currently have. So uh, once we get news on that, I will obviously report this uh, back to you guys on this podcast, as always. Anyway, guys, uh, that is going to be it for this week in Hearthstone, episode number 18. Thank you guys so much for watching and hanging out. Uh, before I go, though, as always, as I mentioned, you can check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, it's really, really good. Uh, place to listen to the podcast in audio only uh, there's also show notes in there so you can follow along with the links that i use as well you can also follow me on twitch twitch.tv slash ryan kubo r-y-a-n-k-u-b-o it's a 
usually where I record and stream all of uh, the podcasts, including this one, and gameplay as well. You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram if you want to keep updated outside of this podcast on what I'm up to or just changes to the schedule because that does happen at R-Y-A-N-K-U-B-O, Ryan Kubo, for both Twitter and Instagram. And then lastly, you can follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Shigeos, S-H-I-G-E-O-S, Twitch TV. You guys want to see unedited uh uncut vods of the streams that we do live if you want vod formats of the podcast as well so thank you guys so much hope you guys have a great weekend and i will check you guys next week with hopefully a hearthstone expansion announcement take care guys